Hey everyone, welcome to episode 96 of the Twim Show. This is your host Shajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates from the week of February 14, 2022. This is also the Valentine's Week uh, uh, updates. Uh, just so that you know, uh, full disclosure, this is going to be a pretty packed week. There are like quite a few updates, so I'm going to go ahead and jump right in and I will be moving fast. However, if you do want to hear some of the updates or read more about it, make sure you visit our show notes page or go to marketandgrow.com and you will find a link to the Twim Show and you jump from there. With that, let's start off with something from Instagram. So Instagram, Adam Mosseri, who is the CEO of Instagram, has announced this week that, you know, they are uh, enabling likes on stories up until now, uh, especially on Instagram. If you liked or commented on something, those uh, feedback would go straight into the uh, creator's inbox as a DM. And obviously that was like really crap because imagine if 20 people liked or something, it would, you would have a... Uh, 20 uh, 20 messages in your inbox right so now they're enabling likes they haven't announced how they're going to basically use if they're going to use that as an engagement factor ranking factor or for their algorithm but nevertheless now you will be able to see this metrics uh, on your dashboard so this is a good move in the right way uh, let's move on to the next update so the next update is that Snapchat is an, an allowing their top creators to insert mid-roll ads into their stories. Now, why am I con uh, covering this? Is just that uh, I'm covering it because obviously Snapchat is giving their creators additional opportunity to make money. However, we as a small business owners, we don't really care about, you know, uh, making money well we do care about making money we are we are not really trying to make money from in advertisement we are making money by selling our products and services however if you look at this uh, algorithm the way it works is that if there are more creators uh, creating awesome content and obviously uh, then there are going to be more users uh, eyeballs on that platform and if there are more eyeballs that means you know our cost uh, in ad inventory will grow which means cost of ads are going to decrease and obviously we can promote our uh, product and services at a better rate plus we will have more eyeballs like that's the whole uh, equation now as and creators are going to go to platforms where they make the most money, right? Because they spend the time making uh, awesome content. So YouTube has been the king of that. Uh, next, followed by TikTok. And now, obviously, Instagram and Snapchats and Pinterest, they're all gunning for it. So that's all you need to know. Uh, if you are not advertising on Snapchat, if you don't have a product on Snapchat, then this is something you can quickly uh, skip just because it doesn't apply to you. Okay, next up is Microsoft. Microsoft adver Advertising expands to 29 new countries. They're obviously outside the US. Then why am I covering it? Again, just to show you that Microsoft is making those uh, move where now they're becoming a global, well, they are global now, but they're going, expanding into new countries, new languages, and basically reaching more people now. My focus for through this podcast is definitely going to be the U.S. market. Now, in the show notes, I have listed out the countries that are in uh, Microsoft as like, you know, allowing the advertising to continue or the two, 29 new countries. Uh, so, but some of the countries are Eastern European countries. Uh, it also includes the Turkey as well as uh, some countries in uh, Africa as well. 
Yes, South Africa is already there. I'm looking at it on my screen. Okay, with that, let's move on to the next update from Microsoft, uh, Smart Pages. Uh, if you have been following our show, last year we covered it. Microsoft has this free website builder called Smart Pages. Uh, that was in closed beta and you had to apply to get in. Now it's available to all US-based, uh, small, medium-sized businesses. What is Smart Pages? Smart Pages is basically a free website builder. It's similar to Wix uh, or Square Pages, except that you do not have Wix and Square Pages uh, brand. Now, obviously, Microsoft is not only is uh, giving it out to all, uh, anyone can sign up for this, but it also has, uh, I am looking at it, it also has new features such as video embeds, text suggestions, integration with Bing Maps and things like that. This is actually competing directly with toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe with things like uh, my Google Pages, right? Now, Here's why Microsoft is doing this. Microsoft is doing it because if more and more businesses uh, who do not have a website brings either they show up and on Microsoft's, uh, you know, smart pages, obviously they have more data. Like, you know, who are those people coming in? What kind of content they're consuming? What kind of things are happening? It's, it's all about platform intelligence and being able to like grow their footprints. This is what Google did. 15, 20 years ago, right? So this is uh, something Microsoft is slowly making uh, move and also they have LinkedIn, so they have a lot of rich data and they will be able to make a lot of great stuff in the future. Okay, with that, uh, let's move on to Meta, which is the company previously known as Facebook. Meta has provided new recommendations to help advertisers lessen the impact of Apple's ATT update. Now, if you've been following our show or if you're new to this, I will quickly tell you ATT update, Apple made some privacy adjustment from iOS 14.5, where they said, you know, they gave us, the users, the option to be able to track, to be to be tracked by advertisers, right? So when I updated my phone uh, and went to Facebook, Facebook, uh, there was a message that says, do you want to be tracked? I said, no, obviously any activity that I do on Facebook are not tracked anymore. As a result, the Facebook advertisers do not really get an information of when I clicked on the ad and what I did and things like that. This obviously had the effect of Facebook losing money, uh, quite a bit of money to the point where this year the guidance was they're gonna make like 10 bet. 10 billion with a B uh, dollar less in revenue because you know a lot of the things that are going wrong. So now Facebook has come up and basically says, hey, here are some of the recommendations that you should do. Maybe this will help you with uh, uh, some of the data loss that you're having. As a result, you are not really sure as a result, you really do not know if your ad is performing well or not, right? In the past, what happened, it was like, I see an ad, I click on it, and obviously on the back end, there would be like conversion metric setup, whether someone to sign up for a webinar, someone would make a purchase, someone add to the cart, things like that, and that data will get reported back to Facebook, and Facebook say, hey, here's what your ad did. Your ad was shown to 10 people, five clicked on the ad, of that five, two made the purchase. Now, Facebook doesn't really be able to tell you, hey, here's your ad, we showed it to five, uh, 10 people, five click, but we do, or maybe five, we don't even know if five clicked on it or not, and we do not know what's happening on the other end, right? So it's all dark. So Facebook has some ideas, like since have, uh, one of the things that they're saying is like, you know, make sure you integrate and use the conversion APIs, make sure your domain names are verified and so and so forth. And also the third thing they're saying is make sure you wait 72 hours, uh, give it some time to figure things out. And Facebook is doing some predictive modeling to say, you know, if this is gonna work, if someone's clicking on your ad or not. 
Having said that, uh, there will be some more additional details in the show notes page, but basically what you need to know is that Facebook is really suffering and, you know, things are not going to change anytime. Things are not going to get anytime better either for Facebook as well as what's happening uh, that Google has announced this week as well. So stay tuned and I am covering this towards the end of this show. Okay, with that, uh, YouTube has added, uh, moving on, obviously, uh, YouTube has added new shorts shelf in channel listings. What this basically means is that there will be a separate section for shorts for in a channel. Uh, why YouTube is doing this? Because YouTube had uh, 5 trillion uh, views on shorts and YouTube is pushing it. So YouTube is making headway and competing directly with TikTok. TikTok does not publish their numbers, but Google uh, slash YouTube is pushing it. They says, you know, hey, shorts are picking up on our platform. And obviously one of the things that why it's picking up is because creators can make money on YouTube. Okay, so they're saying we're gonna create a separate uh, shorts uh, channel on your, well, shorts, uh, what is it called? Uh, we'll create a separate shorts section that for that channel when you upload it and they're gonna se- show up separately, okay? So, hey, uh, maybe you should. we should all create shots. I know we do create shots once in a while for our trim show. Uh, maybe we should create more shots, we'll see, okay. The other thing YouTube rolled out this week was new metadata for educational video. This is only for English content. Why this is big is that if you have educational videos, like for example, sometimes at for Market and Grow, we do educational videos about how to run ads, what to do, things like that. Now I can add like uh, four, I have four different uh, metadatas that I can do. One is type of video. Uh, number two is academic system. Number three, educational level. Number four, exam course or standard. No, I don't have to use all four of them. I can use one or all four or one or two or three, whatever metadata applies. But this is an important step because in the future, this metadata will be added to YouTube search results to help viewers decide whether the content meets their needs or not. So you've heard this from our show. Uh, If you haven't heard this before, go ahead and if you're publishing uh, educational video, go ahead and start using those educational metadatas. Next up is Google has come back, which is Google's John Mueller come back on SEO stuff and that says, you know, just improving on core web vitals will not really improve your indexing. So what John is trying to say is like, well, core web vitals is important. You have heard me talk about it. Uh, I said, you know, this is basically directly related to uh, page experience in terms of how Google rates your page uh, experiences, whether does it load fast? Is it like, you know, uh, what's the first input delay and things like that, right? Improving on the score will not necessarily improve your ranking or indexing. Uh, however, having said that, I just want you to know it is important for you to have good core web battle scores because, you know, it will affect you how much you pay, uh, on cost per click but if google sees that you know if people users are clicking on your page and they're not waiting for it to load because it's slow or they're not able to interact they will ding you and eventually they will either uh you know lower your rank or as well as not show your uh, site at all so even though google uh, john Mueller is saying this keep in mind that it is it's important for you to have good uh web uh vital score on your website or on your page the other thing John Miller said uh, this week was more content does not mean a more traffic. This is great for a lot of people, business owners I've worked with. This is, oh, we are not publishing enough. Oh, we are not putting a blog out every week or we are not putting a blog every two days, things like that. 
John's saying just because you have a lot of content doesn't necessarily mean you'll get more traffic, you'll show up more because you cannot put spammy content. Put good quality content and you will show up. That's what it's all about. And we have covered this in the past as well. I'm sharing it now as well. Uh, frequency is not a ranking factor. Frequency is basically how often the bot will probably come to your site. But what you really need to do is think through and put quality content out there that people will find helpful, people will stay on your website to read, and as a result, you will rank higher and higher, okay? The next thing on the search front is that 15% of search queries on Google are still new. So if just a background, in 2007, Google says, hey, 25% of all queries that searchers entered into Google search was never seen by Google before. That figure changed to 15% in 2013. Uh, Google reconfirmed that number in 2017, 2018, and now in 2022 is Google is saying 15% of search queries are still new for Google. Can you imagine in the last 15 years, despite all the advances that we have made in artificial intelligence slash machine language and all these things and so many people publishing so many blogs, there are still queries that Google see, 15 out of 100, that Google has never seen before. What does this mean? It means keep an eye on your Google Search Console, number one. Number two, keep publishing and think of different ways you can write the blog questions that your users or your customers may have and try to answer them through blogs and tap into those 15% um, that is going, uh, you know, unfound, right? And the third thing I can tell you is that maybe you should set up broad Google Ads campaign. Okay, with that, let's move on to the uh, Google Ads announcements. Google Ad announces three changes to automated extensions. Automated extensions, number one, will be eligible to show alongside your manually added extensions. Previously, this was uh, uh, not possible. So that's one thing you need to know. Uh, in addition to automated extent, the number two is in addition to automated extensions eligibility, Google is making updates to reporting capabilities. Reporting will now be available at an individual level in the extensions page of Google Ads. At this individual level, you will be able to pause or remove any automated extension. This allows for easier management to your campaigns. You will you will also be able to easily identify which extensions were created manually, automatically created by Google. Number three point from Google is that manual extensions viewability. Google already allows you to create an extension at a more granular level, which is account, campaign, or group, ad group. However, the more granular extensions these were created, this would prevent uh, extensions created at a higher level, level to be ineligible to serve. Uh, so what Google is now serve. Campaign or account level extensions are eligible to show in your ads ads if they're predicted to improve performance. That's what Google is saying. If Google thinks predicted performance improvement comes from Google's machine learning algorithm, if you have created a hyper-specific ad extensions at the ad group level, it is a good idea to review any campaign or account level extensions that may be eligible to show in your ads. All in all, what Google is basically was saying and what I am telling you is like now, um, there are ways that you can create some manual extensions and Google will create some automated extensions and obviously it's going to combine them there together and it's going to show it to you, to your users and obviously it's going to give you more uh, space on the search engine results page, SERP. That's what it is all about, okay? Uh, with that, make sure you are using automated extensions and manual extensions because if you are not, you're missing out.
Okay. Next up, Google Ads says destination not accessible policy uh, is new. Something you need to be aware of. It's basically it boils down to if you have a page that is not reachable or if you have a page uh, that is under maintenance or if you have a page that is not available to a certain geography but you are using it in your ads, Google is going to ding you. Right, it's gonna flag you. It's just something they're getting very serious about. So make sure if you are putting a destination in your Google Ads, that's a destination that will work, that everyone in that region will be able to use it. If not, hey, I cannot help you. Okay, next up is something, this is something I covered when I was talking about Meta and the ATT, Apple's ATT tracking. Uh, with that, Google is saying that they are planning to roll out Apple's like uh, privacy uh, settings in Google Android or yes, Google Android, that's the thing or Android. Basically, up until now, Apple made these changes uh, to how advertisers and platforms can track uh, users on Apple. Now, Google is saying, hey, we are going to roll it out and we are going to move forward with the similar to Apple's, uh, you know, uh, Apple style privacy. Uh, but they're not going to do it now. No need to panic unless you are Facebook. No need to panic unless you are Pinterest. No need to panic unless you're Twitter. But you as a business owner should be aware this is happening. This will affect how you track your users, how you do your conversions, things like that. This is about like an at least a year and a half to two years out there. It's happening. Uh, but Google is kind of putting it out there so that you, the business owner, can start thinking about it. Now, obviously, you, the business owner, would not be able to do much about it. What you need to do is work with a smart uh, marketeer who can help you position uh, and do some of this stuff now so that when it happens in 2024 or maybe 2025, you are already, you're not panicking and trying to figure out, you know, oh, shit, now I don't have data. Well, how am I going to measure my conversions, things like that, okay, with that. Uh, Google does confirm, uh, the next update is that Google confirms the standard shopping campaigns will remain available. A lot of people were freaking out thinking that, you know, standard shopping campaign is going to go away because Google has a smart campaign, smart shopping campaign, but Google has confirmed that they're not going to get rid of it. A lot of us like uh, standard shopping campaigns, including myself, only because we have a lot more levers, a lot more control. It's like driving between an automatic and a manual car, right? Automatic car works well because you know, it shifts the gears and everything however if you are going into a race you probably want more uh, you know control so you have the manual stick shift which is you can move your gears depending on how fast where you want to do slow things like that so uh, having said that uh, Google does also say uh, which is that performance max campaigns will basically absorb uh, smart shopping and local campaigns this summer which is summer 2022, uh, basically uh, smart shopping and local campaigns will become performance ca max com campaign. Uh, Google will offer a sales service tool for to advertisers who wants to move their campaigns over to performance, performance max ahead of the transition window, which could give you time for testing. By the way, my one of the things that I plan to do this week is move some of my clients' uh, smart shopping campaign into performance max. Maybe I will do some testing as well. Um, so if you want to follow along and you want to find more information, make sure you visit us at marketandgrow.com or follow us on social, M-K-T-A-N-D-G-R-O-W. Um, that's the same handle ID across all platforms. Uh, but definitely, I know we are going to publish something on Instagram as well as YouTube. 
Okay, the next update is that Google Ads has come out and that says you need at least 15 conversions in 30 days for machine learning to work better. What does that mean? This means I have always told customers that, hey, uh, you don't have enough conversions to jump into machine uh, automated bidding strategies, so definitely don't jump in. And Google is coming in and proving my point right. Right. At a minimum, you need 15 conversions in 30 days for machine learning to work. Machine learning basically means there's automated bidding strategies, but ideally it will be at least you need to have at least 50 to 100 conversions so that, you know, there is a data point for you to know what type of people buy your product on Google Ads, what type of people interact your product, who does not buy things like that. So Google can basically really optimize your campaign. If you're not getting, you know, at a minimum 15 conversions, then manual bidding strategies are the best for you. Okay. With that, uh, the last update for this week is that Google has shared three top priorities that they're going to work on in 2022. Uh, number one is they're going to focus on automation. As you can see, I've talked about smart shopping campaigns, performance max, things like that. Uh, so Google is going to continue to do that just because, you know, they're where Google makes money, they have the control, they can play around things like that. However, for small to medium-sized advertisers uh, who are not getting maybe 15 conversions or who are have a smaller budget, we will stay with manual bidding strategies. The next is measurement. They're going to focus on measurement and we have already uh, touched about you know, enhanced conversions, consent mode, conversion modeling and data-driven attribution. By the way, uh, talking about consent mode, I know we are publishing a blog this week uh, where we are going to talk about consent mode. So make sure you follow us. Again, marketandgrow.com or M-K-T-A-N-D-G-R-O-W because we are going to talk about consent mode, what it is and how it affects. The third thing is uh, they're going to talk about that they're focusing on privacy, uh, making sure that, you know, your data are stored safely, as well as making sure you are being tracked the way, you know, you should be tracked and, you know, third party, limiting the use of third party cookies and things like this. These are updates we already covered this week uh, in a few updates back. This should not come across come across to you as a surprise, but all I want to tell you is that how you measure success on your website is going to change drastically in the next 12 to 18 months. So this is a time for you to work with your market and be more strategic and be more intentional and see you know what are the what are we tracking and what we need to change now. If you are still in the old style where, oh, someone comes to my website and someone's going to make a purchase and I'm going to get a sale registered into my you know dashboard. If you're still doing that in 2022, you will be shocked right towards the end of this year, early next year, early 2023, because things are going to change drastically. Okay. With that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything you need to know. Uh, if you want to read more, make sure you visit our show page. Again, the show page can be found on our website, marketandgrow.com. And I apologize for this being such a long podcast. It's just that there were a lot of updates uh, I had to cover so that I bring you the best updates uh, that you need to know to stay up to date. With that, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.